Josh's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. And I give it to them in small little cups because it's too many. They got to share. <laughs> what? All right, fair enough. Welcome to the Default Podcast. The podcast that starts when no other podcast will. I'm Josh. And I'm Sterling. And we ask of you three things. That you this. listen. Oh. Oh, sorry, I thought... That's all right. I, I, I paused that. beautifully. Paused too long. And you jumped in. I wouldn't call that a beautiful pause. I'd call that an uncommunicative pause. I guess... Is that a proper word? Uncommunicative? That totally works there, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that kind of works, but at the same time, were you trying to look for communication? Yeah, I was freaking staring at you. <laughs> I was looking. Anyways, we ask that you listen... Take the best. And leave the rest. And with that in mind, Sterling, we are supposed to start out this episode because we have promised over a couple episodes now... We did. ...to read haikus not to well to write haikus write and read write and read both of them it is time (laughs) sterling i have been putting countless hours into this i have been researching old japanese proverbs to give me inspiration for my haiku i never knew that this was going to be one of the greatest accomplishments of my life but here we are well i'm not that surprised ah how you like that all right you first watch this become legendary mine ready Okay, I'm not gonna Are say you ready? For yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know where it went. <clears throat> Actually, you go first. I want to hear yours. Rock paper scissors. On oh, it's a start. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the start of your haiku. Oh, <laughs> I was ready? like, all right. Oh wait. Oh wait. Wait. Okay. On shoot. Sure. Okay. Rock paper scissors shoot. Ah. Suck it. All right. You have to. You have to go. All right. My haiku. All right. This is Josh Gagos of the Default Podcast putting out there the best. Deep in the locker. The Packers prepped for soccer, though they play football. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> that was it. I was like, prepped for soccer, and then I realized he got me. All right, that's pretty good. I like that. All right, let's hear yours. <sighs> Hang on, I need about one second of meditation. I need like a versus, like, and then just like a split screen of your face and my, and my face in opposite and corners. Shield, like to come from zero to 100, like, yeah. All right, here's mine. The llama lifts its head. Behold, the sun in its wake. It will not survive. <laughs> That's my haiku. Dang, is the, the sun like, llama. Is the sun like killing it's, it? No, the sun rises on its last day of its life. Oh, so it's already dying. It's gonna die today. Okay. That's the story of this. It's really sad. <laughs> it is sad. Weren't you riding that llama last week? No, I was running oh I carried him for Running a alongside then, it. Yeah. You then, carried it? <laughs> on yeah, your and back? then I rode it for like 0.5 miles, I think. Because we're buddies. And now you killed it. Well, yeah, well <clears throat> I didn't, but he did die. The sun rose on its last day of life. So it's just old. You know what? We had this, actually, Josh and I were thinking about this the other night. We read this. We read this thing online that said, there was a certain point where your parents picked you up or and put you down and then never picked you back up again. At some point, whether it was a toddler or... It's a sad point. It's freaky to think about that that like, ended. They could still pick you up, though. They could, but it'd be weird. Dude. It would be kind of weird. It would. The only reason they would do it is if they were like you were playing like football or something, and they thought it was funny to like pick you up and run with a ball if you had it or something like that. <laughs> That's the only other scenario in which you might end up being picked. You up. You wouldn't like just jump into their arms. No. My parents, no. no. I mean, my dad, he'd probably be fine to be honest. My dad stays in the gym pretty consistently. Really? So, yeah, he goes all the time. Oh, I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Is your dad a duke though? My dad, is he a duke? He's not a duke of Wellington, that is for sure. Sterling, I was wondering this week about dukes, and that's why I've brought it up today, because I was wondering, 
more specifically about what they used to do. What did a duke do? What were the dukes? Nobody knows what a duke does. I think they actually I have no know idea what, what a duke did. does. <laughs> Let's look it up. Do you think dude is a derivative of dukes? Like, hey, dude. what? Hey, duke. Do you think that was like a thing? And slowly it got morphed into like a common greeting. That's probably exactly what happened. I think that is exactly how it went down. That's Spread usually... that information. Let's do it. That's how it happened. Dude, a duke is ranked below the emperor, king, and grand duke. There's a grand. Whoa, duke. I want to be that dude. Screw and the he king. rules over a duchy. A duchy? His little like area. That just area. sounds like he's a king of a pastry. Like one pastry. He's like, this is mine. <laughs> this duchy. Don't touch it. You know, I always, yeah, I never knew the hierarchy. Like, where's lord in that hierarchy? Like, landlord or like just... You know, back in the yeah. day, dude, there was just lord. There's just a lord. Yeah. What, there was just what like a, eight lords. Yeah, what a freaking haughty term. That is super haughty. Because <clears throat> we use it for the lord. Yeah, but, but for them it was like, just like the lord of the, oh, I'll speak to the lord about it. Yeah. And he, some dude was like, I'm the lord. That, that's, that's how society was set up. Like we were totally in flip situations and everybody was in like very distinct classes. Although... We kind of have dukes today. Bro. Feudalism. We kind of have dukes even today. Why? This because a, a duke is just like a super rich guy who's in charge of a, a chunk of land. Oh really? We're minus the land, we just have super rich guys now. That's like now, like our nobility are like celebrities in like giant houses. We just don't serve them. Lots of people do serve them. Though. What? I take it back. What are you talking about? I'm talking about modern day dukes. No, it's not. The, it's not the freaking same though. You know, it's, it's definitely weird, not. Our but that's like our equivalent. Now? Our celebrities are like YouTubers and and like they're getting there. Yeah, no, they're. What do you mean? They're, they're like all hanging. Well, out Well, I like, mean, they're still like <clears throat> Jessica Alba and like like they're still that kind of celebrity. Yeah, but honestly, like our generation and younger, they don't really know who half those people are. It's anymore. getting there. Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. You got all the YouTubers now that are hanging. You got like Logan Paul hanging out with Justin Bieber and Post Malone, HCH3 and Post Malone, and all the singers. Like they're all hanging. They're all like interspersed now. It's really weird. Yeah. You got Will Smith on YouTube, so they're starting to. It's starting to get weird out there, man. It's like internet personalities are like getting to like a point where they're interacting with real world like well, movie look celebrities. You, look at that YouTube show. Which hot one? ones? Oh, the like, Hot Wings. Yeah, yeah, that's a YouTube show that has celebrities on it like it's any other night show or freaking nighttime. That's kind of crazy, actually. Super weird. Wow, like, just a concept that. that everyone was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then I after a while, murder. he just kept getting better and better people on there. Plus, he has such good questions. Do you watch those interviews? I actually don't know. I'm sure you he does. Watch them. They're freaking interesting. I'm sure he does. If he's doing that like level of work, he's definitely got some good questions. Yeah, he's got some crazy good questions. But Sterling, this is not a podcast about dukes or celebrities. What's it a podcast? This is about? a podcast about other things, mostly the things that we're learning. Which is why we said, "Listen, take the best and leave the rest," because sometimes the things that we're learning aren't going to be applicable next week. Also, because everything we've said so far, you could probably just leave. You could definitely <laughs> leave all minus the dudes being a derivative of duke that, that part was real true make sure you take that and write it down somewhere and spread it across your life bread whoa what is a life bread i don't know the way i saw it was like in your, your life, life what's your bread my bread is just my life and anything that's important enough you i spread, spread it all over all of my bread here's the thing josh you're not that important in my life so you, you get a little it. sliver yeah, of my you keep me I just on butter the crust, a corner yeah. you just yeah fine but if you were important then I'd butter all my bread. What have, with you. what have you fully buttered your bread with in your life? Uh, music. <laughs> okay. Music <laughs> is. Fair. I drenched my bread in music. Drenched it. Ugh, That's I don't like straight that. Straight nasty, soggy I, bread now. Well, hey, you know what? I like music enough to eat soggy bread. I lost my texture for the sake of music. But the rest of your life is soggy now. Well, That's my problem. 
your problem is that my life is soggy. Well, with the situation that you've given <laughs> well, yourself. Well, you know what? I'd rather have my soggy life than your dry life. <laughs> How do you like that? That's actually, I now that I heard that out loud, I want a soggy life too. Okay. So. Well, if you want, I have no advice. <laughs> so, there you go. Thanks, bro. This well, is, of course, the default podcast, which I said a second ago. Yeah. And I'm just trying to transition, and I just totally lost my train. But... With the transition that I'm about train? to... Uh, the whole train. <laughs> it's just completely gone. Bro, we're talking right. about... Speaking of losing, we're talking about refocusing. Refocusing. Reprioritizing. Reprioritizing. Rescheduling. Rescheduling. Repetition aids in learning. Um, and getting back to a schedule. Because sometimes it just gets out of hand. Sometimes and We talked about scheduling does. already. We talked about scheduling, but the thing is, like, that's not... I feel like these things that we talk about pretty consistently don't end up being things where you're like, oh, good, I learned it, and here I go. Right. Because it's like, man, it's a literally, I'll talk about it, and then, like, four weeks later, I'll be like, here I go again. Well, it's funny you say that, because I literally just hit a transition like that. I had to sit down yesterday and, like, remap out my whole schedule. Same. I had some things that were just, like, either, like, priorities that came in that I'm beginning to realize need to be bigger priorities, or I just have a better understanding of what I need to do day-to-day throughout the week to get stuff done. But I've just, I've noticed last few weeks, especially like I hit Saturday and I'm like, what happened? You know? Like, oh yeah. <clears throat> last week was, it was yeah. so like a whirlwind or like I'm trying to get things done. It just feels like I'm just trying to catch balls that are like all over the place in the air above me. And it's, I know that your skill set isn't suited to that. It's definitely not. I know that you try to catch balls, but it doesn't always work out that well. Dude, my depth perception's really bad. Did you know that? Um, yes. You remember playing football with me? I, I couldn't catch a single old. football. <laughs> they gave me the sticky gloves, and it just bounced off them. <clears throat> well, <laughs> Josh has outed himself. But what's your approach to like reprioritizing? Because I feel like everyone's got a different approach for that kind of thing. I mean, actually, like, different question. Before you answer okay. that one. What was the catalyst for recognizing that you were needing a reprioritization? Um, sheer bloody panic. Yeah, that's existential you, crisis in bed at that'll, night. <laughs> that'll Something usually simple. do it. Yeah, no, it wasn't up. that bad. I just it was it was well, it's definitely like things were starting to get. You know, you kind of feel like the wheels are about to come off. I don't know. That's how it feels to me. Like you're just like <laughs> oh, like your whole life's like wobbling, and you just feel like one thing. Like, you lose this one scheduling thing, and the whole thing could just start, like, I don't know. That's okay. how I feel sometimes, yeah, yeah. especially when it's just, I know it's too much. And I was trying, the problem was, I was trying to stick to my old schedule. That mm-hmm. was actually making it worse for me, because the way that it was set up was based on priorities I had at the beginning of the year. Right. But things have shifted just based on, like... Right, they do, yeah. Job description, other things I figured out about, like, my own stuff I want to do. So, I had to... The first step in doing that was just taking the action of sitting down and reprioritizing, which I didn't want to do. Right. Because I've, I've already put time into putting together a schedule that I thought was good. Which is an interesting thing that you bring up is that your your priorities do change. And so you can't even just be like, this is the way I want to live this week. Exactly. And then now it's for the next year I'm going to do my schedule like this for the week. Because, man, so much changes in a year. Yeah, things change. That's yeah. the problem. And it's, and it's a good thing for sure. Like the things that have changed in my life have been positive, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it Still it different. can get out of hand, and that's the scary thing, I guess. And that's where I need to just take some time and really hone down on what's important, itemize it. That's a huge thing for yeah. me. Like just listing it out and seeing it on paper really helps us clarify things. And now that I'm putting it out on paper, like I really hope to see what's going on this week with it and how it works. And as I work through it this week, hopefully I can figure out the kinks and optimize it going forward. But even just taking the time to 
reprioritize has like really lifted like a cloud off of my mind for this week because I yeah. was there's so much you know going on. I know everyone has different situations and of course different roles and like things that are filling your plate, but there there are points in time where I think it's just good to take a step back, see what's there. Maybe if there's something that you like, because it happens the other way too for me where if I don't schedule and I don't have enough to do, I end up just losing days because I don't do anything. Yeah. You know, like I don't have a motivated thing. I don't have something that's prompting me to do the next thing. So I don't end up doing those things. I end up just doing whatever the heck I want in the moment. So what do you do to prioritize then? Well, again, it it literally just takes sitting down for me, like itemizing it, writing it down. Do you like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then write down your priorities? Here's the thing. It's weird. In my brain, I work super well with tasks and specifically like check marks next to tasks so not so much time slots it, like you know some i don't know some people are good at time slots so they'll give them like a time block two That's hour block I, I can't do that as well i need the, just a task for the day i try to give myself blocks within the day to do that task obviously so do you more like write out a to-do list for the week to-do lists and like oh. the little checks next to them are so nice and then i put them through like per day based on how Wait, I do you feel. check mark them before they're done are you saying no. you, you enjoy check marking them when they are done i like check marking them as i go throughout oh. the day if i don't have that it's almost like like if i just really? here's the problem my last schedule it's weird my last schedule was all just like calendar based there was nothing to check like it was all like just on my screen so i'd see it and then it would be done and then i'd move on but i didn't get that little like is that that, Bing. Little, that it's is... just a nice little thing that like keeps me going into the next thing almost. Really? Hundred percent. I don't huh. know why it's a psychological trick, hardcore. Well, for I me. know it's not an abnormal thing. I, I've seen that and heard that before in like books or in like YouTube videos, and people say like, boo, boo, boo. yeah. But to me, I don't, I don't care. I, it doesn't matter if it's on a check thing or not. It feels it's good. more a memory thing for me, I guess. With that kind of thing, is I'll forget. Memory, hundred percent. I mean, that's definitely like number one reason, <clears throat> especially when you have so many things going on. Yeah. And then the other problem is, like, when you have multiple things, you go to do them, and it's like everything hits you at once. So being able to sit down early, like maybe even on a Sunday or on Saturday, like the week before, and putting those words to paper and seeing those ideas form into actual real tasks just does a huge, like, number on, like, my (laughs) confidence for the week, on my ability to get those things done, on just my understanding on how to get them done. Because otherwise, I sit down, I'm like, okay... Here's a task I got to do. And then I'm like, I don't even know how long it's going to take. I start working on it for a couple hours and then I drop it for the week or something like that. Yeah. Like that sort of thing can totally happen when I don't refocus and reprioritize. So Yeah. Yeah. I went through something similar. Like yesterday I was thinking through last week too and like what I'm spending my time on. And I was thinking, you know, they say like a lot of people, you can tell their priorities by where they spend their money or spend their time. Totally. Well, I was trying to think like, okay, what are my priorities? And then I sat down and looked at, well, what does my time say that my priorities are? I found out some crazy stuff. I just ran some numbers and calculated like what I think I'm doing per day on activities that take up bigger chunks of my life and found out that I was spending like tons amount of time on stuff that just isn't important, like almost part-time job amount of time, like 15 to 20 hours a week. How do you how do you do that? Like how do you, how do do you figure out those numbers? Well, I just I estimate typically I play like for example a video game. Um you guys probably don't know this, but I'm pretty deep into video games, <laughs> at least with a couple games. Not the same way Josh is, but no, yeah, it's a different thing. But me and my friends, we play online all the time, including Josh, and that's kind of how we hang out during the week a lot of times. But I found out yesterday, I was like, okay, I don't want to be playing video games that much. Like, 
I there's other things that are priority priority in my life that are falling behind because of well not even because of that honestly it's just because I don't dedicate time to it and that's the thing like sometimes it's not like one thing is bad and one thing isn't right it's just priorities man or how much time which is exactly I'm not gonna stop playing video games with my friends but it's it's more like you have to take a disciplined approach to it and the same thing with the budget too because and there's something about like if you're not denying yourself anything then you're basically not following a track like if if you're at the point whether that's with the budget where you don't have to think about what you're buying well it doesn't mean yeah it might mean you have a lot of money but it also just means that you're not paying attention to any sort of budget most likely right most people don't i mean that's the way it works most people or if you're not budgeting your time it just means that you're not paying attention to it it's not that it doesn't need to be budgeted you're just not disciplining yourself pretty much everything in your life should be disciplined or at least quantified to where you should be like this is how much time i should spend on it i shouldn't spend time doing this other stuff and if you don't run into a time limit thing where you're like okay i've been doing this for my allotted two hours well then you're going to spend way too much time doing it and so you have to learn to like set those goals for yourself and at the beginning it sucks because you don't freaking know like how much time i supposed to spend doing this well i don't know you i don't just pick a time give yourself a overly generous amount of time say you're going to play video games for fine say two hours a day be generous or something like that and then see how that feels. Does that feel like too much time? Okay, cut it back a little bit. Right. Um, so anyways, what I did was I wrote out everything that I was doing in a day and how much sleep I would like to get, which for me is seven and a half hours. That's I don't know why I like that spot. So if I said, okay, I go to bed at 11, get up at 6.30, that's seven and a half hours. So if I have this amount of time left in the day, 15.5, right? Yeah. I don't 15.5. Know. Wait, is that right? Now I'm, now I'm worried. Bro, I don't, don't ask Dang, me Dang, I think right I'm two now. hours off. I don't know. <laughs> I tried, okay, if, if I had a perfect day, where do I put all those hours? What do I actually spend them on? And I went through my phone. Phone iPhones have this thing called screen time. You can see how much time you spend on apps. Mm, it's not yeah. super accurate because it tracks what you do in the, what's running in the background. But you can get an estimate. It does, really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, so it can be kind of off a little bit. Um, you have, okay, so you wrote down, a, because, and this is what you sounds like you're doing, and you've brought this concept up before, mm-hmm. stop watching. Is it, so that's like oh. basically the practice, right? That you're yeah. doing. Yeah, I'm, I think I, we talked about that list, last week using a stopwatch to track tasks and mm-hmm. see how long they actually take you to get rid of mental blocks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's the same idea, but you need to like recalculate what you're doing in a day, figure out what you want to be spending your time on. Basically, do I want two hours? How much? How much time should you be spending on your like on your food throughout the day? Like just meal prepping and uh, not even necessarily meal prepping, but like. Call it meal prepping if you want. Like, if you want to eat healthy, how much time per day does that require? And how much time do you feel comfortable spending doing that? Is it two hours? Two hours to cook and eat all your food throughout the day? Is that comfortable? And if it is, and you can quantify it like that, then yeah. now you've got basically, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want to do that kind of stuff or spend time making food because in my head I have, I'm in a rush. Yeah. i got to get back to work. In the moment. But you- if I think about it and I've calculated my day and I know that I have two hours to do this kind of a task, then fine, I'll take the time to do it because I already know what I was supposed to be doing throughout the day. <clears throat> so I wrote, I sat down and wrote down like what does a perfect day look like. I blocked in time for like for chilling, for like looking at social media and doing those things that are totally mind numbing, um, and just starting there. Um, and that's kind of like a I guess that whole repri- reprioritization thing. Um, and like what you talked about, that's always changing. So you really should be doing that every week. Yeah. It's so hard to stick with every week. And like we said. This is going to be something that you do, and then three weeks later, you're going to have to do again, and exactly. then three weeks later. And that's the whole point, and that's totally fine. That's how this stuff works, um, and that's kind of the key to it is staying consistent with it and not getting three weeks in and being like, I missed a couple days and right. blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so yeah, I guess that's what I would have to say on the topic of reprioritization, kind of setting yourself back up because you, f- you forget even this last weekend, like the last four or five, eh, three days of the weekend, I was just like all over the place, just everywhere. Yeah. Things just become madness. Yeah. Like, it can just, just all of a sudden things are out of hand. And then you, you realize and you're like, oh my gosh, you have to like sit down, spend two hours like writing and like yeah. refocusing on everything. It's kind of ridiculous. But that's good. Like even just taking that step is good. Like I would say so many people will want to do something to fix problems and things in their life that they Mm -hmm. have with maybe what's going on responsibilities wise or schedule wise, but they won't just take that next step and like write stuff down and actually schedule it. But that's step one. If you want to actually accomplish, like I feel like that's kind of the first thing you got to do. Once you get that done, then it's a matter of doing it, you know, and act like we've talked about before, actively pursuing those things and, and just being active in the day-to-day and in those moments. But that actually helps free up the responsibility side too, so you can be more active in the moment, at least in my head, because if I'm so worried about what I need to do, um, like not even knowing that part of it, I can't even focus on just like being with a coworker or being out with, like in a meeting, you know, in that situation. Sometimes I just have a difficult time really focusing when I have 70 other things. Yeah, but yeah. if I already have those all listed out and I know where they are and yeah, they have their place. Yeah, you're allowed to like have your mind in the, in the present. Then I can really focus on what's going on That's definitely true. Moment. Keeping your mind in the present by having the future planned out is definitely totally a thing. So it's just there's benefits galore for it. And I would just say it's a good reminder for sure and something I had to really like buckle down and do this weekend. So I've got a good reminder for you. Ooh, remind me. Why does your towel get dirty when you get out of the shower clean? Um, because is the water dirty? Uh, I don't know. Isn't that kind of not make sense? Like you get in, you use soap, you clean your body. You scrub. You're yeah. supposed to. Well, either yeah, sure, fine. You scrub. You don't scrub. Whatever. You use soapy water. Yeah. You get clean. You get out. You dry your clean, clean body on a towel on a dry clean s- towel yeah and then all of a sudden it's like mm, dirty yeah and then like a How day later that... it stinks it should be getting cleaner it should be getting like washed every time by cleaning up the soapy water off you i don't know man there's something going on this with your pores. is why we know that aliens exist they're your doing s- weird stuff like that your skin secretes many aliens that attach themselves to all your clothing many or many both <laughs> many 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 aliens that sounds like a dumb song that would get popular like many, some, many aliens? Yeah, like some stupid little cartoon-sounding song. I could see that. And then it's all over TikTok and Instagram. I could totally see that. Yeah, like the same way that Einstein's... Or like the crab song? The, um, what, how does that one... Yeah, that song, dude. That song is just amazing, actually. <laughs> it's called Crab Rave. If you guys want to hear Crab Rave, just actually, get in a, a good total mood. total rave song. Listen to Crab Rave. It's pretty awesome. It is hilarious. Who's that even by? I don't remember. Um, the bro, I don't know. Some random dubstep dude who made one hit. Probably. That's how it works for them. That's sad. Unless you're Skrillex. He's the only guy that made it. The other day, I was getting so interested in music, I was looking up how, like, certain self-made artists make their music. Dude, you're deep in music. Your bread is soggy from music. My bread is... What what about music has so enthralled you recently? Dude, I think that I realized that it's, like, the catalyst for, like, all of my emotions and inspiration and... Ooh, creativity stuff? All of it, yeah. It all it comes from music. I get my video ideas from music. My emotions change on music. It's, like, sets my mood. I can take it down, take it up. Do you picture stuff while you listen to it? Yeah, like, last night, last night, I literally just put on my headphones, laid in bed for the last hour and a half of my day. 
like <clears throat> I got these amazing headphones that I love and I just listen to music and just whatever I think of, I just write stuff down or take voice memos and then I categorize them in like ideas. Dude, that's awesome. It's actually. so much fun. I just listen to this crazy, but it's really interesting though because not all music like moves me and I don't moves as in like emotional, though I do mean that too, but some music I can just picture something too and I don't know why I think... I've always been like a visual like learner too. Sure. Where like I don't know, you know how people try and explain stuff and if, if they write it I had an accounting teacher. He would explain something and that was it. He would just say it verbally. And then the next semester I had a teacher that must have been a visual learner like me. He would write stuff out and draw arrows and categorize them yeah. visually for me. And when he did that, no problem. Totally. No different. problem at all. But yeah. when you try to mentally categorize without visuals for me, I just can't keep up. I forget how that relates to music. Oh, yeah. but So I don't know. Whenever I hear songs, it makes me think of visuals. It's really weird. Um, I've heard that. Like I've heard of film directors especially who have that sort of thing because that's how you tie things together a lot of times. Yeah, because it, it, music to me, it sets the pace for everything. Yeah. If you have the wrong music with any type of video, it totally ruins it or it can totally make it. Do so. you mostly – do? You, okay, I'm curious just how that process particularly works. Do you pick the stuff beforehand music-wise? Or do you pick it after you've shot and edited everything? I've learned to pick it beforehand now. Okay. But when I first started, I didn't realize that. The problem was I would have some crazy idea and be like, oh, I want to film these shots, blah, 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 blah. And then I would go film all this stuff and then come back and I couldn't – I'd spend six hours to find a song couldn't that matched. Couldn't find a good song. Yeah, yeah. and so instead, now <sighs> I spend hours listening to music. And then when I find anything that like inspires me, I just put it in a folder. And then later when I, when I have to come up with an idea for a company, I just listen to a bunch of stuff see what gives me an idea that's like fits their what need. triggers that yeah yeah and then from there i try to build it off the track um and then i'll usually uh, not usually sometimes though if it's if it's a company that has a cool like creative director i'll send them the song send them like a script or an idea and tell them to like either read the script out loud during the song or like think of the idea while they listen to the song interesting because it's so so important that you hear yeah. the song with the thing because it, it totally changes everything so that's 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 what I've learned to do now. But when I first started, no, it was it was always chasing a song. Now I've just learned. Oh, you just have to start with the song. Music, man. Music, my bread. Soggy, soggy, soggy. It's so weird because all it is is just clanging of things together. Yeah, there's like bing bonk, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of emails to read this week. Sterling, you can email us in at defaultpodcasting at gmail.com defaultpodcasting at gmail.com and you know we've been kind of wondering if that maybe isn't the best way to reach us do you think that um my thought process would be like setting up somewhere like a platform on social media that people could just reach out to us directly there either like a twitter or an instagram i don't know it's just a thought maybe an easier way to reach yeah because we were thinking emails are kind of annoying to write and you have to like go on your thing look up an email type in yeah the and i was thing. and the other thing is like i was thinking not everyone uses it super consistently um just for the nature of whatever it is they're doing so so send Josh more a dm if you'd rather do that well i don't know i mean I, we'll talk <laughs> about it for sure but if you guys have any ideas or something that might be more beneficial um, then uh, email us. <laughs> email us, I guess. Well, no, we'll, we'll figure something out and, and put it out there. But Either way, for now. Regardless. Just stuck with the email. We have an email first from Ren. Hey, Ren here. What do Ren. you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. Exactly. Is it, oh, is that what it was? Yep. Oh. Um, I say this endearingly, <laughs> but you two talking about boomerangs was quite funny. Fair enough. Um, Australia's history is amazing. 
and owed to the indigenous First Nations people, they came up with the boomerang. Wait, Ren's Australian. That's probably why she's excited about the boomerang. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, it's a hunting tool, so you got that right. Hey. Hey. Uh, dominant Western culture, a little over 200 years old for Australia. Whoa. Whereas Australia's First Nation people have been here for like 80,000 years. Okay. Uh, we are colonized country, which makes our history not very old, very messy, and rather shameful. Oh. That is the tiniest dose of history for you. Well, I don't know anything about Australia's history, so thanks, Ren. All right, Sterling, question from mm. Ren for you. Mm. Why did you study business at college? <laughs> because I thought it was dope. Actually, here's what happened. <laughs> it was I, dope. Well, yeah, and I just thought, hey, this is actually generically applicable everywhere. Sure. And so when I first studied, I was like, public relations and advertising, yay. And then I had to take an art class. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot draw. My teacher literally drew my midterm project. I remember that. Much. She was like, okay. <laughs> like, and I was like, I can't draw. And Didn't so, you try to draw um, a chair? Well, who's the snowboarding guy? Uh, I drew Sean White. I actually <laughs> yeah, did pretty Sean. good with that because I. But yeah, no, I, I do remember help. that. <clears throat> yeah, I did not. So I was like, this sucks. And so I, I, I quit that. And then I started t- taking business because. Yeah, I figured that one, whether I got a job in that or whether I finished the degree or not, I could at least take those principles and apply them anywhere. Learn so some stuff, So that's yeah. why I studied business, just because it was so general. Um, so. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Learn how to learn quicker. That's a good one. If you can learn quick, dude, I, I've got a process now, and you can learn freaking anything pretty much. Not, not literally anything, but <clears throat> just buckle down, learn, learn how to stuff. learn. Learn how to learn, and you can just tackle whatever you want. You want to learn how to play the drums? You want to learn how to dance? You want to, whatever. Fine. Do whatever you want to do. I was telling my dad the other day, I was kind of like lamenting about the fact that I have a history degree, and I'm not even in that field right now. Yeah. And he was like, well, I mean, at least you like learned how to learn, was basically what he said. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And he said like, that's kind of the main benefit of college Mm -hmm. is really just getting that discipline down. I guess Um, that makes sense. Although I feel like I didn't learn that much from college. If anything, college taught me was to like how to skim by without <laughs> having to do much work. <laughs> like low key. Yeah, the actual college part of it. I would say like just being around peers and seeing like studying and like being a part of that process was super beneficial, at least yeah. for me. But you're right on that end for sure. All right. Last question from Ren. Josh, what do you do for work? What do you do during your week? He just lays in bed all day eating freaking cookies. I do nothing. He does nothing. No, I, uh, I'm i doing a lot of stuff like administrative-wise, like just office work stuff for my dad and his business, um, and then also his accounting. So pretty much that, which is like more than full-time. It's so much information just going on constantly with his work. Um, and then on top of that, I'm doing my own stuff. I write... I write my own video game stuff, and then I also record my own video game podcast once a week. So all that keeps me plenty busy on top of also running a small cleaning business on the side. And having a wife. And having a wife and seven children who all love me so much. All of Josh's kids are so annoying. (laughs) I don't have any kids. Just kidding. He doesn't have any kids. Thank you, Ren, for writing in. She says bye at the end. Bye, Ren. Next email from... Laura. Laura Someone Croft. else named Agnes wrote in, but it looks like someone fake. They're fake. What does that mean? How do you She be... says, I am Agnes Devil, and oh. now I am around the content. I was looking at over a number of your blog posts at your site nowadays, 
and found pretty good information from what you have written. It's totally what? fake, bro. <clears throat> we don't have blog posts. Yes, I do, but they're like wild old. Well, I don't. He's this is default podcasting. They emailed in. I mean, I don't know who they're talking to right now. I guess this is weird. Uh, my coworker this. Adam recently put together amazing comprehensive piece on keys for effective management. Oh, these are actually. Reg- is this a regular thing? Bro, you think it's a fake dude? It looks like a real dude. No, at the end it says, I believe that it could be a good fit for your blog. Okay, I don't know what this is. I don't either. If this was you, clarify. I'm sorry if I thought you were bot, but at the same time, you sound like bot. (laughs) Do you have a blog? Yeah, but it's it's not something like this person's talking about. And also, in my blog, I never talked about management stuff. I don't know. Well, thanks for emailing whoever you are. Thank you, Agnes Agnes Devil. Agnes Devil. That's her last name. Well, thanks, Agnes Devil. Back to Laura. <laughs> I am a listener, says Laura. Uh, that's a teacher transitioning into new things. Uh, better someday, but right now it's mostly new. What is it? What? Oh, she's she's transitioning into new roles, like new responsibilities, it sounds oh. like. But it's mostly new right now. I was reminded of two things I have my students watch during the year while listening to the podcast today um, on October 24th, which is the reference. Um, the first one is... How boredom can lead to your most brilliant ideas. I mean, she has a TED Talk there. Oh, boredom leading to brilliant ideas. Actually, I totally, I don't know that I agree I mean, with that's it, kind of, I think... That's kind of your music. Yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if I agree up, with actually. it 100%, but I, I do agree with it at a certain point. I don't, we probably obviously don't have time Idle to minds. listen to the TED Talk right now. Idle Minds. Idle Minds, I'm pretty sure the next part of that is the Devil's Workplace, so I don't know if you could say that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> idle Hands are the Devil's Workshop, that's what it is. Um, okay, I and then she idle also says the secret the to great workplace. opportunities is the person. The secret to great opportunities is the person you haven't met yet. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Actually, we did read this email last night, Laura, and we thought it was both very interesting points that you brought up very interesting points i wish we had the time to watch the ted talks but i guess there are ted talks on each of these which we could check out sometime maybe we'll have to listen to those this week and then get back on it but i think what what well finish the email well the thoughts here are super good like the person you haven't met yet just off the top of my head like that that kind of ties into what we were saying about like being the right person and um and then even like finding mentors or other like-minded individuals like that sort of thing sometimes they're the ones who are going to give you that opportunity and chance does she mention in the email um how like difficult it is to like get in new circles and meet new people i think she, I, I thought i remember her i think so like yeah that. let's let's read the rest while the first one is a way more appropriate topic i think that'd be cool for both of you to think about the circles you hang out with uh, because one thing I found this year after losing my job was how bad I was at reaching out. Mm. Once I realized how bad I had gotten, I forced myself to talk to people and ask about jobs and whatnot. And then I realized that connections I had made when I got out of my comfort zone were really the trick to getting me to a place to find a job. I ended up with a part-time job at my alma mater, but I'm still exploring different things. Getting back to the point, I think that the idea of losing your phone because you're engrossed with something else is great. I also know that I'm the kind of person like Josh where I usually have a bunch of things going on and should be more present and mindful of what I occupy my brain and my time with. I'm working on both, but to make a long email shorter, check these out and tell me what you think. Uh, over email or in a future podcast, can't wait to hear from you both. Well, we'll definitely have to check them out then. We will have to check and them out. But I do think I think what she said about like <clears throat> meeting new people and that being crazy difficult, one, is super normal. I don't know. I always You know those people that you like think of in your head where you're like, I don't know, they can just talk to everyone. I, those people have their times too, where they're like, I have no idea what to say or, you know, totally. or that's just like their thing. And they know they're like rehearsed, like low key. Um, but I think everyone, like when you go through a major life change like that, like losing a job or like 
switching a church or something like that. Moving anytime, states, yeah. Yeah, anytime like you get into a new circle, it's going to be that whole thing again because you're going to be uncomfortable. You don't know people. You don't know how they talk. You don't know how they laugh. Like, And by laugh, I mean you don't know what their comedy style is. Like, You true. don't know anything about it. And so totally you're still true. trying to get in there. You don't know them enough to talk about anything. You don't know if, if you even have anything in common in the first place or if you have meshing personalities. So I don't know. <clears throat> I think that's a very interesting thing and like that's something that I have a really hard time with too is meeting people like for the first time. It's easier now that the internet's here and you can use Instagram and stuff like that. But in person, like man, if it's like a weird context or you just meet up with them somewhere, I've gotten better at it, but I think like yeah, meeting people in new circles like that's going to be probably something it's always difficult. I don't know. It's hard for me to say cuz I'm definitely bad at first impressions. Um so I I have a hard time with it too. Just especially when it's situations where I'm nervous going in. So interviews are the worst for me, bro. Really? Yeah, because I go in and I'm like, Mah! and then I say the dumbest stuff to the person. Huh. Um, but I understand, and a lot of the times, like those moments can be like almost degrading. You know, because it makes like, you feel it like makes you, can't you feel even mis- speak. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're like you peasant, you if can't you mess speak. up or if you say something dumb or you're being awkward in a situation. Yeah, but just like everything else, like sometimes that's just like the start and being able to push past that. You do see the benefits, just like Laura's saying here. Um, she finishes out the email by asking, um, does anybody listen to TED Talks? Do you? Um, I used to. I think she mentioned in there that they used to be like a bigger thing. It, I feel like it definitely did used to be a bigger thing. Um, yeah, I used to love TED Talks. But then, honestly, the thing I didn't like about TED Talks is that they were, a lot of them were really good, but a lot of them are also like, hey, you're a speaker, you've got this time to fill. And so I, I felt like sometimes there would be a lot of fluff. Totally. And I would have to like, okay, you know, and that's why like right now, my go-to for like information is like, I look at videos, it's short, I want it to be concise. Like, unless I'm in the mode where I'm going to listen because I like the personality of the person, which isn't too often. Right. Then, like, give me the concise version. If I'm going to look up, like, a my coffee tutorials, for example, I'd never watch my coffee tutorial. They're way too long. I would. I just want to know the ratios and get out. Right. So, you know what I mean? Um, so I forget how that relates to what she was saying. You were just talking about TED oh, Talks. Oh, TED Talks, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that's probably why they've seemed to die out a little bit. I'm sure they haven't. I don't know what's going on with it. I'm sure they're, they're still They're definitely still a thing, and they're definitely, like, a great source of information. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely tell people who are interested to I check feel them like, out. Yeah, I feel like they open up your eyes to, like, something random. They'll be oh, like, totally. You'll be like, whoa, okay, this is actually really cool. They're good for, like, getting you to think about things you didn't expect to think about that day. Yeah, but, I'd yeah, say. I don't know. <clears throat> Otherwise, though. Kind of disappeared. Yeah, and consistent, valuable information is the hard part with TED Talks. Yeah, because at a certain point, you know nobody's having any crazy new ideas or anything. And they throw weird people up there sometimes, too. They totally do. So <laughs> they even throw, like, comedians up there sometimes. Yeah. The, it's just whoever, the, like, has a name who has a topic that they want to talk about Yeah, sometimes. now that it's businessified. So there's that. But I never really watched a whole lot. Of TED Talks? Yeah. but Well, do your good ideas come from boredom? Pretty much. They actually do? Good ideas? I don't know. That's what she's saying. Like, as far ideas. as mine? I always thought, here's the thing. Your phone it can entertain you for any... Any gap amount of time that you have. If you have 30 seconds, you can pull your phone and be entertained. Scroll through 10 Instagram posts, whatever. Right. But that becomes such a knee-jerk thing that your brain, you don't even get time to think freely and w- like get those ideas, which I think is kind of what she's touching on. And that's another – that kind of goes back to that reprioritizing we talked about, like writing down how much time a day do you – if you were to like look at tomorrow, how much time do you want to spend on social media? Write it down and follow your goal. Budget with your time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Deny yourself or you're basically not doing anything. 
Um, <clears throat> but I think that's a hard thing to do. And I have such a, I, I mean, seriously, probably sometimes I'd like be sitting in my, in my room, like working on something and head to the restroom and pull out my phone during the walk and just like scroll through something for no freaking reason. Yeah. And like, man, what are you, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of crazy to have that amount of entertainment 24-7, at least at your fingertips. The access it's is so terrifying. Hard. It feels so disconnected to put your phone somewhere else. I guess I guess during work hours, it's, I can't really. Um, but maybe even for 30 minutes, for an hour, you'd be fine. You know, no one's going to lose their minds. Um, and the amount of, like, thoughts that you actually have that you're like, oh, some of this is beneficial to have. Yeah, and I think... Like, I'm not being distracted right now, and I'm learning... Or, like, I'm I'm improving parts of either, like my own thought process or like I'm thinking about things I need to do as opposed to being distracted about yeah from something else for me that's where I get like a lot of my reminders I forget I forget stuff so so easy and I remember when I'm bored it'll just pop into my head out of nowhere yeah and I have to write it down but if I'm entertained all the time I don't even give my brain time to like wonder and so I just completely forget about stuff yeah like, all the freaking time and I think that kind of goes back to minimalism a little bit too um, which I don't care too much for the label of minimalist or anything like that but I do think there are some really, really beneficial principles. And again, going back to reprioritizing your time, deciding what's important, there's definitely things that should be taken out, um, taken out of your life, or like looked at and just prioritized. What's um, the like appeal of like minimalism to you? Like, what about it? Have you felt like has been the most beneficial? Is it just reprioritizing? Yeah, much? it's basically like making sure that things don't creep into your life that are t- that aren't on track with what you want to do with life. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I know whatever my life values, whatever are these, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, now I have a lens to look through and make sure that, okay, I'm adding this to my life. Wait, is that important to me? Or am I just like, do I just want it because it's cool, for example? Sure. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So that's what it is. It's a, for me, it's a, it's almost like a, a big lens to look through. Like, and, and again, that takes a weekly prioritization. It should anyways, or monthly at least. To be like, wait, have I changed a little bit? Now am I going to let more of this into my life because I like this more now? For example, spending time playing drums, I let that into my life more now because I really, really enjoy it. But I've made a mental shift that I will allow myself to do that right. because it's important to me and something I want to you know, give my time to. And yeah. that, like I said, goes back to, like I said, I don't like the freaking labels of minimalism, but it is, I think, a very important concept, even at a small level to kind of participate in where you're like, even scheduling, it's almost scheduling and minimalism, not too far off. Honestly, you're just prioritizing and deciding what you want to spend your day on. You know, I guess I mean? when I think of minimalism, all I think of is the taking away. Well, that's the thing, it, and that's why I don't like the freaking labels. Everyone thinks that freaking it's all about like, oh, you have a desk with two items on it, whatever. But it's <laughs> yeah. freaking not. Yeah, and I think honestly, when I first started, I kind of thought it was that too a little bit. But now what I've realized is like, no, it's deciding what's important to you and putting those things at a higher priority. Basically, like I really like visual comfort basically so i had people when i first started doing minimalism that were basically on youtube annoyed that like what what i had changed when i had become minimalist or whatever was my room became a lot better looking Mm -hmm. and they didn't understand that as a visual artist like that's really important to me to have a visual like a visually pleasing space to be in i love that and so yeah it's not about that and i think people tend to think that a lot of minimalists do that because well, most of the minimalist videos they watch are YouTubers who are probably visually inclined. You right. know what I mean? Who are constantly putting together video <clears throat> exactly. and looking for good shots. And But at the same time, people go so far. There's like extreme minimalism where they – it's not about having nothing. It's just Those about, are monks, bro. No, dude. They maybe. live on poles. Hells no. They just live on a one-standing like <laughs> Yeah, one-standing pole. Someone mm-hmm. throws up a pizza slice every week. What? A pizza slice? 
modern day pole monks. Pole monks. The modern day pole monk. Sterling, this has been the default podcast. The podcast that starts with no other podcast will. Because of your pole monk status, I think that it would be perfect for you to close this out on a word of advice. Never let the chicken decide who's feeding him the grain. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. <laughs>I just said your name really weird. Wow, I, <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, dude. Stealing? It got my lip got stuck. Oh. So it was like stealing. Oh. I couldn't like move it for a second. That Holy was weird. Cow.